0: What Should I Think About? is a podcast that sets off on a lofty goal to make sense of the complicated, contradictory, confusing but wonderful thing we call the world. Hello and welcome to the What Should I Think About? podcast. I'm Celine,
1: And I'm Stephen. And today we welcome back uh, Germ to the podcast. Welcome Germ.
2: Hello, thank you so much for deigning to have me back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's brilliant to have you back. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah.
2: I lo- I love the show so I'm oh. excited to listen to myself <laughs> when the episode comes out. Awesome. Catch every episode. Oh, nice. fantastic.
1: Oh, it's lovely Always to hear. Doing. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, it's great to have you back. Um so last time we talked to you about your own story, but this time we're going to uh, sort of I-, I guess pick your brains as they say um over here um, try to understand um uh, your your love of gaming and also think about why gaming can be quite an important um i suppose partially um way to overcome some of the difficulties of um extracting yourself from a cult but anyway they're fun so let's talk mm. about gaming
2: <laughs> so uh
1: let, let's talk about that so um yeah do we need to define this are we just talking about video games or are we talking about all sorts of games
0: mm. i did not know are we involving things like dnd or no that's tabletop I think, yeah, I, think should.
2: Yeah. I don't really have that much experience mm-hmm. with, like, tabletop or yep. role-playing game, games, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Those sorts of things, like, require friends, which I don't have a whole lot <laughs> oh, of, <no. laughs> which is part of why I like video games mm-hmm. so much. I can pretend that I have mm-hmm. lots of friends. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. D- do you have any experience there? Celine? have you done any role-playing yeah, games?
0: Yeah. Well, we play D&D. Um, I have a group that we play with. Um, so, I mean, if it helps in that I live with friends, so like yeah (laughs) three of us are in one house and then we have another person come over so you don't need loads but uh, i think it's complicated when you've got loads of people as well because you can do massive ones but yeah we do um dnd um we want to play a a spooky game called call of cthulhu which all of these things would not be allowed (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah in in jw realm but yeah yeah we want to play a really spooky um game where we're i think yeah, you're normally just normal people trying to work out mysteries with Cthulhu, um, but D&D is your fantasy fun stuff with magic and things.
2: <laughs> oh, that sounds really fun. I've always wanted to do that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I'm a little jealous.
0: Yeah, I mean, it helps having the actor friend um, come in and be the the games master, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's nice
0: for him. He stretches his wings, you know, has, has a go with the voices. It's very fun.
1: <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. So one of our very first podcasts... Um, uh, you probably haven't heard that one, uh, Joe, because mm-hmm. it was very, very early. Probably, I, I, I think we did it as our first release, so probably one of our first four or five. Mm. But we did a, a, an episode about Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. specifically, where Celine tried to explain to me how it works. Well, we made down uh, a
0: character, <laughs> yes, um, right. which was arduous <laughs> as a journey, but it does exist. There is your your yeah. like elf noble character who is sent out by his wife to go. Less annoying, basically. Oh, yeah, that's, oh, your, I I yeah. That. <laughs> that's your plot of your character because you always I, have to create a backstory.
2: And did you know that the creator of D and D was a Jehovah's Witness?
1: No, somebody. I said didn't know that. that.
0: I didn't. Know Isn't
2: that. not that nuts? That was like the no. one of the biggest like. Big mm-hmm. no-nos was D- Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. I was stunned to find out that it was a witness that made it. And he was still a witness mm-hmm. when he did. I think he really? ended up leaving. You've got um, to, haven't
0: you? If you're the creator yeah. of D&D, surely. Yeah, because it's all magic and devils. I mean, we're doing <clears throat> we're doing a campaign called Descent into Avernus, which is basically spend a lot of time in hell.
2: <laughs>
0: wow. We're currently in hell, so I don't think <laughs> it would be okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember it coming out because obviously I'm quite old. So I remember Dungeons and Dragons sort of becoming a thing, and um, The Awake. In fact, um, I think I read a passage from it in the episode. Uh, the Awake had an article on Dungeons and Dragons, mm. and, and why you know is it for Christians was always the question. You know, um, <laughs> nothing and, is for Christians. <laughs> the answer always no. <laughs> yeah. If the Nothing's question is posed, then it's probably no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Um, So I mean, there was a lot of concern about. um, Apparently, the concern was uh, about demonic influence, you know, and the danger of maybe demons um, joining in the game. I suppose I I
2: don't know. um, Thus far, none. I mean, you know,
1: you've not experienced. That's
2: disappointing, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I mean, you know,
0: I mean, Aiden really does bring it to life for me, though. You know. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, But But I
1: suspect a, a bigger. Part really was that you were going to be too busy playing it to actually oh, yeah, go out and knock people, on doors. Yeah,
0: they were they were concerned that people were getting too attached to their characters mm. and things like that, um, like living these like lives outside of like it's kind of yeah. discussed, isn't it? So yeah, of course, of course yeah. they don't like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: but
2: well,
1: when you leave, of course you can do what you want. So um, yeah. that's great. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess um, the, the same worries I think are, are with video games, aren't they? And um, mm. Um, yeah, all sorts of I mean there's role play games with video games and there's mm-hmm. obviously action games and lots of other sorts of things. So what do you what are you into, Jim?
2: Oh, I play all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I'm a little difficult to peg down when it comes to like my gaming taste. I, mm-hmm. I like like um I, I do play some like horror games. Um I like a lot of like single player adventure games that are really mm-hmm. like story heavy. I'm into those. So some like role playing games, but now like so many games are like that especially on like PlayStation you have your mm-hmm. Uncharted games which are like playing a movie um I love that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um role playing games and I really I think like realistically mostly I play MMORPGs which are the massive multiplayer mm-hmm. online RPGs I play a lot uh. of those like uh Final Fantasy 14 just mm-hmm. consumes my life. <laughs> and uh <laughs> and a lot of like creative stuff like The Sims. I love building yeah, houses in The Sims fun. and That's one of your favorites, isn't it? So?
0: Mm-hmm. It takes yeah. so much space though. <laughs> it's like a destroyer yeah. of space. You put it The Sims is, on, you it... need a Sims computer. Um,
2: yeah, you get the expansion packs, and yeah. then you start modding and
0: yeah, yeah, it's so
2: stuff like, and like strategy. Yeah,
0: like Civilization is very fun for strategy. Yes,
1: I love yeah. Civilization.
0: Yes, it's that's so the fun.
1: one day I put my hand up. That's the one game that I play a lot regularly. Of, you know, really? If yeah, you like yeah.
0: Civilization, maybe Stellaris would be good because it's basically Civilization in mm. space, but it's really mm. complicated and it's it's all it's not turn based. It's all in action constantly. So like. Everyone's doing stuff constantly.
1: What's that called? Sorry,
0: Stellaris.
1: Stellaris, that's yeah. not the one. I, there was one I'm just trying to look up, um, which mm. I, I stumbled across the other day. Maybe you guys mm. might know it, but it, it's also a, a sort of space based game where it's like a whole world. It's mm. a, a proper, um, you know, you can earn money in it and you can, yeah, you ha- can have a life in it essentially, yeah. which, yeah, I sounds think sounds kind of cool.
0: Stellaris is more like, yeah, it's still like above looking down in a very civ-esque way but yeah you're building a, a civilization but in space um it looks so complicated compared to civ i, I thought because you can get into the nitty-gritty of that and micromanage the world but this is much more i don't know if you've played Stellaris Joe
2: i i haven't played it if it's yeah. more complicated like i think civ is pretty complicated mm. to be honest
0: well maybe it's not so bad but i'm just looking over aiden shoulder seeing him play Stellaris and i'm like whoo <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on, but he's very into the micromanaging. He he gets right in there. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So when
1: you play Civilizations, uh Joan, what, what character do you like to play? What uh what
2: a empire of, do you yeah. which which of them? Ooh, um that's a good question. I usually do random uh yeah. so I don't have like one that i i that if I do choose I prefer like the cultural civilizations like mm-hmm. um I, like it, I don't know if you play any of the expansion mm-hmm. packs like rise and fall, but um
0: that I do like me. Eleanor
2: teen and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. stuff that I can like <laughs> expand my borders and take cities without sending armies. I think that's yeah. really fun no, that's
0: cool no yeah. I just I generally go for China because I get loads of money. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you can do anything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> much like the real world <laughs> if you have money, everything's possible mm. uh-huh. um, Dad's very war <laughs> he's at war oh. all the time
1: I, I don't hard. know how to play it in other, any other way very really. aggressive
0: very aggressive <laughs> player of Civ which
1: has been, um, it's stopped me playing it recently because of what's been going on and it's kind of like you think oh, do you know what, I just don't feel like
0: Well, you don't want, want to game. invade anymore
1: <laughs> no, it's sort of um, <laughs> I know it's strange. It's just a game,
2: but it, it, mm, yeah, it's strange.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I can spend what, hours on
2: it. What's funny is I had the opposite reaction with everything mm. going on. I was like, I want to invade Russia. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Catherine the Great. <laughs> gonna get her. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it, I mean, it's it's a very um, very good game. I mean, I I've I've got a paper to talk about a bit later, which um, I know probably half our listeners will sigh when mm-hmm. i say that um but um we uh, there was a paper I, I did read recently where it said that people who play civilizations as a game tend to be better at work uh, when it comes down to planning and um, mm. you know those sorts of uh, work-based activities which i thought was quite interesting i don't know how, quite how they did the, no. the
0: research but i think it's good to- <laughs> that they do this sort of research into games because a lot of people for a long time were just like a waste of yeah. time, but I'm just like, I quite like it because it's, it's still, it's like I feel like I'm chilling, but I also still feel like I'm active, like I'm you know, not just yeah. like zoned out in front of the telly. Like, I'm like, uh, there's some games as well that you can play out in like a session. Like, there was a game called Journey, which is was really fun where you're trying to get to a place, yeah, and it was that was really great. And that was about 90 minutes, so it's like a movie length, but. You just play it through and i mean um my partner did that one night and that was just really nice like we we're still chatting with each other while we played and there's a more engaging evening you know
2: yeah yeah, yeah absolutely true. and i've i i definitely feel that with some games um like civilization being one um like civilization is a game like i have very little education thanks to being a witness i was pulled out of you know Yeah, even just your basic high school. I was Mm -hmm. pulled out of all of that to full-time witness. So I don't have a a lot of knowledge about things and playing like civilization really taught me a lot just about how like war works and, Mm -hmm. you know, how um, politics work and trade stuff works and, Mm -hmm. you know, just playing that game. Then I go and watch the news about, you know, actual (laughs) wars going on and I'm like, wow, I understand a lot of this better now. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's other games like a, a game called Anno 1800. I've been playing mm-hmm. a lot of, um, which is basically like you're, you know, you're setting up uh h- how to describe it kind of it's like resource management and you're creating things and creating trade routes and trading with other nations and just building an economy mm. and now i understand how supply chain works and <laughs> you know when they're talking about the supply chain crashing i know exactly what they're talking about because my supply chain has crashed multiple times
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> that's interesting i think the other thing that, that these sorts of games do is they help the help with memory and um, mm-hmm. having to kind of store things in your in your your sort of short term memory and, and longer term memory because you've got to think right what what do I know about this other nation and um, you know what, what what's happened before what interactions have I had with them you have certain data that you can go to mm-hmm. that you can read but you do have to remember quite a lot so I think as a, as you get older that's one of the issues with ageing well, um, but I think <clears throat> that can help really
0: that's what I've enjoyed about um, so that one of the newest releases at the minute is Elden Ring. Um, there was actually a big debate on Twitter <laughs> between Ubisoft was like angry at them because um, I don't know, I guess because they're doing really well um, as a games company, but they were like um, sort of like comments were made that like oh they don't have easy to follow quest markers and like you have to remember things that the NPCs have said because if you don't, then you know the the, the characters in the world Not they they tell yeah. yeah they'll tell you things. And then you just need to remember it. And it's up to you if you're gonna carry it on or not. Um, there's not a big drop-down tab with all of the information stored in it. It's up to you, like a person in the world. If if you didn't take note of it, then it, it's gone. <laughs> and I find that yeah, cool because it's like yeah, yeah. It's um yeah. It's got to it help very memory, immersive that way. Mm. Yeah, and there's not a big like you can put markers in yourself, but you can't like it won't just light something up for you. It doesn't. You don't start a quest, and it all just appears. Um, on the map for you you've got to go out and do it and use a map which for me is quite a feat because i'm notorious of <laughs> bad direction i can't i can't do maps and i also can't remember where i'm going for ages um <laughs> like even if i've been lots of times so that's been like i feel like that's really cool and like you said it is using like it, it's yeah you're not just complete you know turning off and and yeah zoning out like you're still using your brain but it's fun
2: (laughs) yeah and it's training a Mm. lot of video games train a different part Mm. of your brain have Mm -hmm. you guys heard of the tetris effect
0: no
2: no not heard of that okay are you but you're familiar with tetris Mm -hmm. yeah okay so for anyone listening that's somehow unfamiliar with tetris (laughs) the most famous game in the world it's a game it's a puzzle game with blocks falling down and you know it can be pretty addictive um Mm So there's this effect called the Tetris effect, where if you play Tetris for a long period of time, you start to see blocks after mm-hmm. you you're done playing. You close your eyes, you go to sleep at night, and you see blocks <laughs> falling mm-hmm. down. And this um, this is something that's been studied a lot by psychologists mm-hmm. and neuroscientists, um, and it's been found that the Tetris effect even affects people with. Um, why am I not thinking of the term right now when you can't remember anything? Mm,
0: Uh, Like Alzheimer's?
2: uh, Yes, like Alzheimer's. So Alzheimer's and people with memory problems will play Tetris. They'll have them play Tetris for a whole day. And the next day, even though they don't remember playing the game, they will see blocks, Mm. um, which is, you know, something that's (laughs) kind of revolutionary. Um, So, there, there's been all kinds of research with this game, as far as like the the um, good things it can do for you. There's this thing called the game transfer phenomena, where you know you play when you're playing a game for a long period of time. It's not just Tetris, but it starts to affect the way that you see the world mm-hmm. and think. Like, if you play a lot of Tetris, you might go to the grocery store and see, like, cereal boxes and start to, you know, fit them together in your brain <laughs> or, like, shipping boxes. How does this all fit in? Mm-hmm. Um, and they found that this kind of thing can help improve your sleep. Mm-hmm. Um because it trains your brain to kind of like dismiss everything else going around and start to see patterns Mm -hmm. um, and kind of just focus on something. Um, They found that it can help overcome a negativity bias um, because when you're trying to fit things together, you're seeing the way things fit together in the world rather than, you know, differences and what makes us different. You're starting to look for (laughs) ways that bring things together. Or something else oh and trauma they also found that the tetris effect can help with trauma sorry if i'm rambling on a bit (laughs) but i find this fascinating (laughs) um they found that if like somebody goes through a traumatic event and they play a lot of tetris right after it happens the tetris effect happens in a part of your brain that stores trauma and the whole block effect will actually block out um whatever it is in your brain that brings back like PTSD flashbacks um, and can help with uh, relieving post-traumatic stress disorder. It's crazy. All from Ooh. a video game about, That's you really know, aligning I'd, like blocks.
1: To, I'd like to read that. I'll have to have a, have a look for that. And okay. um, there's, um, it's not a video game, but it, it, it makes me wonder whether it, it might be a similar effect um, that there was quite a lot of work done with London cabbies Um taxi drivers, um, going back in the 1970s and 80s. It used to be, before we had Google Maps and um, uh, sat-navs and all that, that if you wanted to be a London cabbie, you'd have to literally train for something like a year. Um, I I used to know somebody that would go down to London every day um, from where we live in Peterborough. They'd they'd travel down every day. They'd drive around London, learning literally all the routes, and then they had to have a test before they could qualify to become a London cabbie. Um, So it was known to be such a really complex thing. And they did brain scans of cabbies' brains. And they found that the area in the brain that stored memories actually was bigger um, in taxi drivers on average than the normal population. Really? Yeah. So that's a real physical effect they could actually detect through brain scans, which is absolutely fascinating. And there's no reason to think that wouldn't happen with other types of memory activities like um, games.
2: Wow. That's amazing. Mm. That's really funny because I was just in a New York city and it's like one of the very few places in America where it's cheaper, you know, there's still taxis everywhere instead of Ubers or Lyfts, Mm -hmm. um, which is what everywhere else uses. And we picked up a taxi from the airport and told them just kind of like, a general idea of where our hotel was, and that—that that was all the info he needed. He didn't yeah. pull up a map or anything, and he got us there, which just blew my mind mm-hmm. that he was able to do that in a giant city like New I York. I couldn't.
0: I couldn't. I've lived in. I could never. All my life, and I still put the sat nav on. I really struggle. Like <laughs> yeah. that's why it was different when we we played Resident Evil, where you don't have the map open all the time. Like when you're playing, the map goes away, and I was just like. It's a hor- survival horror game where you don't know where you're going. It's worse for me because I constantly don't know where I'm going. And, like, they love it. They, My partner and my housemates were all sitting there just making me play because they it's joy for them and it's horrible for me. Because <laughs> they were like, why do you keep going left? And I was like, I guess my memory is just remembering that going left, but it's bad because every time I go left, it's wrong. Uh, and that's like part of it. Like it's definitely made to be difficult, but it's it's just like nightmare for me. <laughs> but maybe I'll get better. Maybe you need to keep doing it me, exactly. yeah. Yeah, until yeah. I know that map with like the back of my hand.
1: So uh, what about um, so Celine's been brought up on games? Really, we've never um, kind of I suppose really violent ones. We wouldn't want her to play when she was a child. But um, growing up, mm-hmm. you you did play quite a lot of games. You used to play a lot of Sims, and also. Um, creatures uh yeah. that was a favorite of yours i don't know you probably haven't seen creatures it's such uh, a Jim. weird game yes. Yeah. it is i think it was a british developer i think but um yeah. that was really clever you used to um you had these creatures who essentially were you could you could actually work out the genetic makeup they had dna and they would you would breed them and they would like um have certain qualities wouldn't they and yeah it's um,
0: like it's just yeah you would it was, yeah, these little creatures and you were trying to, like, raise them and teach them language and things and, like, yeah, yeah create different kinds of creature. But, like, I obviously wasn't getting the nuance of that as a child. Mm. I just thought they were adorable little little, <laughs> little creatures that were wandering around, hold your hand and, and speak.
2: Um, I haven't played that. It sounds like Spore. I think I play Spore.
0: It's um, that kind of energy, like but that. it's, like, really cute. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> what was that game you used to
1: play that was... Um, well strangely about a virus spreading throughout the world that
0: actually got popular again it was plague inc i think
2: yeah um, i like that yeah
0: cuz that's again it's a strategy game it's just the premise is yeah um you're a virus um and it's different levels of hard cuz i think yeah being like like being a fungal infection is like harder <laughs> um, so like and then there's like joke ones like zombies and things like that but yeah that was fun I still have that on here, but I didn't play it much recently.
1: No, for obvious reasons.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It became less of what I wanted. Though, as discussed in one of your bike insights, people like to watch and engage with media, mm. including playing games of stuff that's going on at the time, stuff yeah. that scares you because it kind of helps you cope with things. I think yeah.
1: Was.
2: Yeah, I definitely played Plague Inc. During, yeah. in the midst of the pandemic. Yeah. Oh. Um, and one, like it did teach me quite a bit about how like these kind of things spread and, you know, getting control of it, even though that meant you lost in that game. Uh, it You know, it was a little comforting to know that, yeah. you know, people. Yeah, overcome. that's
1: that's right. There's some evidence for that, actually, that it, it helps you kind of you literally look at it in the face, don't you, and um, engage with it as opposed to.
2: Yeah, like if you're facing fiction, that's definitely probably the worst case scenario. Yes, mm-hmm. and you know you come out of it maybe thinking, oh, that's not so bad, or at least it's not that bad. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. that's just of, how I approach it. I know of some people can't. Direction
0: is being um, made better by terrifying zombie games. Yeah, well, <laughs> z-
1: zombies themselves are. are um, uh, I did some research for that bike and psych. This is going back a couple of years now, but I seem to remember that zombies, the idea of zombies itself is like a, um, a way of talking about disease. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a kind of euphemism for, uh, for people walking around with illness and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and all of that. So it actually, it's, yeah, um, that's, what, that's what zombie movies are really about, which is quite interesting.
2: I could I could do a whole podcast just on like the horror movie monster tropes and where they come yeah. from and uh, stuff yeah. like that like vampires are a very mm-hmm. similar way of talking about aging and yes. beauty mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. It's very interesting. Sex, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, sex of course.
0: Yeah, all the stuff that I'm sure the JWs would not in, would not be tuning in for. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> no Ann Rice in here. Mm. So, did you play
1: uh, games when you were a JW, Joe?
2: I did. I was. I always loved games. Um, of course, they were a little bit restricted when I was a JW, but it wasn't like too bad. It was mostly like you know, violent games were out. So anything that was like a war game or like a shooter, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that was out. Horror was out, but I would sneak it anyway. <laughs> um, it, it's horror was kind of a weird thing for my parents because like, if it was ghosts or spirits then it was, no, you could not do it. But if it was like monsters, you could do it. So I yeah. could explain a waste. If I could explain a way a horror game is this is actually like just a monster. Um, not a demon then i could play it so yes
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. i love yeah. that that's because that's that's the way isn't it <laughs> often the jw stuff because it was like the reason that harry potter's not okay but lord of the rings is okay <laughs> was a debate of often discussed.
2: yeah 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 they were like
0: oh no lord of the rings is okay so it's like oh you're allowed that one <laughs> why where is this right line? it doesn't and make what? any sense yeah. in
2: hindsight but as a kid you're like yes <laughs> you're
1: just looking for loopholes aren't you basically? just
2: looking yeah. for yeah. loopholes yeah. 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 yeah um i found you know i think i started with like mario and you know your basic nintendo games back then that's just what video games were they were nintendo mm-hmm. um you'd start with those and then and then i think i discovered rpgs in mario rpg and That led me down like the Final Fantasy rabbit hole and Chrono Trigger. And I was like blown away that video games could have stories that way. Mm. And I would just lose myself in these games. And it became a very good outlet for me, especially, you know, in I I was very isolated and lived in the middle of nowhere. Didn't go to school, homeschooled. So like these role-playing games where you'd like playing with a cast of characters, it gave, gives you this escapism and you're, you know, pretending to be this person that has all of these friends. Um, so it kind of like gave me a weird social feedback that I was missing in my life. Yeah. Um, and then I grew around the time when I was becoming, you know, mid teenager. That's when The Sims came out. Mm. And that game... I think is really important for teenagers because it lets you like figure out who you are and kind of play with ideas and concepts of who you can be. I think it was one of the first video games ever where you could be a gay character. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I don't think they had like. Quite progressive generally and they still are compared to other games. um, Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So like I was able to like play with the idea of. You know what would it be like to be a gay adult how could that what could that look like and i got to explore that in that game you know as long as my parents couldn't see yeah. me uh, <laughs> they just thought i was building houses i could also like play with the idea of you know being a millennial with a house mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i think <laughs> it's part other. of why that's so <laughs> such a popular game with millennials is mm-hmm. that fantasy aspect <laughs> yeah mm-hmm.
0: is definitely good is that um, generally they're quite like the sims do often have like people that you know look different they're not all just like you know the same looking like um, just white people in one suburb like there's different people of different ethnicities and you can you know make all these different Like I, I never, didn't used to just play myself all the time I used to make different kinds of families and you know, um, you know from different backgrounds ethnicities from you know different kinds of couples like i'd always do that and i feel like that's fun that you know even not even past exploring yourself you're exploring the world because <laughs> you know there's more than just yourself and that that's quite cool as an experience and a good thing uh, you know for yeah definitely a good thing for kids to be doing
1: so i've I've never played it but i've listened to many a uh... A session with you sat listening and um, playing the game yeah. with that sort of sim language that mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense Sim-ish. um yeah but um it sounds like they're arguing sometimes and um mm-hmm. uh, do you have like relationships with these characters or is that
0: you don't personally but they have okay. interpersonal relationships with each other okay. so like yeah. it also yeah teaches you about yeah. i guess interpersonal relationships because if you if if people don't interact for a long time then yeah they stop being friends or like yeah. um even relationships like couples they will stop like they're married but they don't care about each other if they don't see each other so it kind of teaches you like ah, oh, yes relationships require work and effort yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> or was it just I didn't, you away. didn't call
2: that person in a long time and now yeah. they, they they barely remember you <laughs>
0: yeah exactly like so it kind of teaches you that and also like even in this game it's kind of like yeah if you have a dog like they're annoying <laughs> like, like you have to like take them out and they like get mm-hmm. sad if they don't and if you're in an apartment you've got to take them downstairs and it's awkward to get them down the lift and things like kind of teach it's not it's funny in a way because you're like why would you want to play a game that's like frustratingly realistic but as a kid like you can't you want to play pretend you know
1: well that's right I mean uh, I still
0: enjoy it so yeah when I was a kid
1: obviously we didn't have those sorts of games but we would still play pretend so you'd have like a cardboard box that was your house and you'd Mm -hmm. pretend to go to work and you'd um you know you pretend to do fairly mundane things yeah sure you might then have a fight with some aliens or something but um, <laughs> it would it would Same still himself. be a way yeah exactly it would still be a way of practicing life i suppose really yeah
0: and also i quite appreciate it because um i didn't have siblings did i so no um it was nice to yeah playing pretend on your own solo all the time is 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 not the most fun um but mm. the sims mm. <laughs> you have a whole world so that's quite cool
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, it was a well, group
0: activity. Me and Maria would play. We'd have simultaneous laptop sim sessions.
1: So Animal Crossing was the other one that I was going to mention that I remember yeah. you playing a lot of.
2: Uh-huh. That was a big one in the pandemic, yeah. I remember. The, a yeah. new one came out mm-hmm. just, like, right as lockdown started happening. Yeah. Um, I've never really been into Animal no. Crossing, but most of my friends have really been into it. It's and I think a... that's a good example of – um. Yeah, Animal Crossing is a good example of how important escapism can be and mm-hmm. how good of a tool video games can be for that. Uh, you know, we're all locked down in our houses, but everyone's, you know, it, it, I'm actually like running a farm and building my island and, mm-hmm. you know, paying. Yeah. What is it? Is it Tom Nook?
0: Yeah, you've got to pay off your mortgage, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds dreadful, but <laughs> yeah. for a lot of people, that was very comforting and yeah. a crazy time. It
0: was for, it's um because I, uh, used to play it on a Nintendo DS. I don't have a Switch though. When me and my partner move in together, our plan is to well buy the furniture first, but then <laughs> we're going to sh- we're going to split a Switch. Um, but yeah, I think um, yeah, it was really good for a lot of people. It was very soothing. A lot of the people described it as soothing, which not all games are soothing, but that particular mm. one, it's like yeah, very cozy and a lot of nostalgia for people as well. Because yeah, a lot of people probably played it. When they, were, when they
2: were kids, yeah,
0: yeah. So that that probably helped. Um, like it's like yeah, comforting as a game.
1: And it, it's it is comforting. It's got a, a kind of night. Nice, I've again, Everyone I've never boxed, played it, but I've know? seen you. Everybody's sort of little heads wobbling, and um, they just walk. You, you, I remember you going to like a little shop, and you talk. Yeah, to the person you know, and you get
0: and to meet your lovely, your yeah. night nice, your nice villagers. Yeah. And the good thing is, in the new one, they can't just move; they have to ask you. <laughs> Because your favourite villagers would leave and was, oh. it was heartbreaking. There was nothing you could oh. do. You'd have to, like, you'd desperately ask them to stay, but if they wanted to go, they'd just go. But this time they're more keen to stay, which is nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. It's, it's almost... <laughs> it'd be quite funny to... the most um The most comforting but jokes cult reading of that is that you go to other villages and try and bring new people back because uh, you're just trying to start a village right, of your okay. own on this new island that you found and you bring people with you to your island so you're like do you want to come with me oh, to make my like basically commune um <laughs> but yeah it's like you know obviously it's like very innocent chill thing but that's quite funny
1: <laughs> yeah I mean it's only a matter of time before um You get, you know, how to set up a cult sort of video game, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there's some. um, Is it okay if I bring in some psychology now? Is that? I mean, we've done that
0: already a bit, so I think that's fair game. Let's
2: go for it. I love the psychology aspect.
1: There was a there's a paper that I I'll put the link to, and they reference a theory called, which is one of my favourite theories. It's um, called self determination theory, and basically it says that um, human beings have three intrinsic needs psychological needs and they are um, a need for a feeling of competence um, a feeling of relatedness or belonging if you like and a feeling of autonomy so basically in life we need these three things um, to the right degree I mean no one has all of these things but you need enough of these three things Um, and the the theory is in this paper that um, certain types of games help give you these things, mm. and if they give you these things, then you enjoy them. You have better well-being. You feel better mentally, um, and if you think about it, that I think that's that's probably uh, right. You know, so games where you get better. Like, so skill-based games maybe i don't know shooting games or and driving Elden games is and,
0: definitely skill-based because you feel yeah. really good when you beat a boss yeah and you <laughs> so do that is, dodge just right <laughs>
1: you get this feeling of competence mm-hmm. you know i can do something i've learned how to do it mm-hmm. and now i can do that in the cold light of day if you think about it you know you might think well it's you know what value is it but it still gives you this buzz this feeling of competence um and then the the idea of relatedness, I think, is another big one. So that kind of relates to what you were saying, Germ, about feeling like a bit lonely, and, and you as well, really, a bit lonely. It gives you a feeling that you're belonging to something. You're part of a village. You're part of a, a community. Obviously, a lot of games these days are these multiplayer games that you are literally part of a bigger community and you, you actually meet people. You talk to them. You get to know them. You do uh, projects with together and, and all of that so um that's another facet where games can really help with your feeling of uh, belonging and relatedness uh, autonomy is perhaps not quite so um relevant but uh, what it what this research does seem to show though is that um games where because this game i can't remember the name of um and there are other games like this like second life was a bit like this where you could earn money like in second life it was these linden dollars um, and you could earn money but the 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 problem is as soon as you start doing things like that this is called an extrinsic motivator Mm -hmm. and extrinsic motivators like earning money or having to do it because that's your living it reduces your enjoyment and sense of well-being so it seems to be that things that you're doing just for fun actually are much better for you than getting involved in a game that you're basically making a living out of and yeah. uh, you know which i thought was quite interesting really
2: that is very interesting um and, and i agree with so much of that as um the the community and the autonomy and yeah the, i i think that especially for ex-cult people you know mm. i think that gaming can be something that's really good to get into because there's this whole uh, especially with like online games and MMORPGs, there's all whole communities built into this. Um, yeah, like I like I said earlier, I play Final Fantasy 14. There's games like it, like World of Warcraft. But you know, you join a guild um, or a yeah. free company, and you get together and it's good to give yourself when you're feeling like really helpless and you're in a position where you can't, you're not in a lot of control of your life. You have no control over how your family's treating you. You don't have anyone to talk to and you're just kind of like, you know, coasting, um, it's good to like get into a game that has like a goal system and, you know, something for you to like work toward and overcome. And that feels really good when you get there and like, yeah, I did this. And you, you know, you're making new friendships with a new community. And, um, even I think like the, the the money aspect of a lot of games i think can be good when you're feeling really poor and you know sometimes when i felt like i can't pay all my bills this month i'm gonna go hop on final fantasy where i have this giant beautiful house and i run the market board and dominate the economy with stuff that i made with my own two hands it can be really fulfilling it's all fake but it helps you feel better
1: Mm -hmm yeah and, and um, it, it relates to that question we've asked before about reality and you know what what is reality and so on i mean you know many respects the whole even the system of money and finance and so on that we we have is all based on kind of nothing really anyway it's it's only yeah reality because everybody accepts it as such so yeah um who's to say that your achievements in this virtual world yeah. is, isn't as important really
0: yeah, well, you know that that book that I was reading, where he's like, "Reality is just everyone's agreed shared delusion," <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is quite fun.
1: <laughs> um, so um, uh, you've probably heard if you've been listening to the podcast, Germ, uh, that I've uh, I was bought a headset, a um, VR headset for yes. for Christmas. I um,
2: heard. How are you liking it?
1: I'm I'm absolutely loving it. I, I really <laughs> love it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Um, You're so i quite good
0: at Beat Saber, to be fair.
1: Beat Saber, I'm at expert level now. Um, <laughs> wow! And uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to do it with style as well. So it's not just about hitting those things; it's about right. doing it with style. <laughs> uh, but no, it's great fun. It's good exercise, and um, that's really great for I mean, there's no, there's no kind of strategy really, other than just um, learning how to do it. But there is again, there's a feeling of competence there you, you feel like you've achieved something if you've got through a level you know so that's um that's great and it's great fun it's just very it's very engaging um the other the other one i'm playing a lot of at the moment is mini is uh, golf um the uh what's it's it like called mini golf, one, yeah. mini golf yeah i mean that's just infuriating like golf real golf <laughs> is you know uh but still fun but you do get a sense of space which obviously you don't get when you're in front of a, a screen. Um although that can be immersive, but um the, the feeling of immersion with a headset. Have you have you ever used a headset, uh Jim? Have you tried one?
2: I actually have not, no.
1: <laughs> it's it's a. I mean I remember we we were doing some we were doing a project this is going back just before the uh uh the pandemic we were actually going to be working with a, a VR developer to do a little project, weren't we, Celine? That mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. going to incorporate um, live action acting, like a sort of um, be
0: like an event sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, but, and, VR all, elements.
1: That's right. So we were talking to, him, and that was the first time he we met up in a coffee shop, and he brought his head his, his headset, and he he stuck it on me, and it was like, wow, I want one of these. It mm-hmm. was just an amazing feeling because you you feel so immersed in it straight away um once you once you've tried it you think yeah i really i really want to do some more of this um obviously the quality of the graphics and everything isn't quite the same as you'll it's experience a on kind of your games.
0: you need it to be that good yeah. for when it's in vr because like the golf is obviously really blocky like early mm. video games but it's really immersive like it's way it more is. immersive than obviously if it was blocky and just on a screen um so i guess it's just because you're it's the motion of looking around and all of that. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's yep. very, very good. Um, very cool.
1: It is, and and as obviously as the technology increases, then it'll become even more so. So, I I don't know. Is it the future in terms of gaming? I, I don't know whether it'll replace the screen games. There are some benefits to being able to sit in front of something and do other things. Like you can't drink while you're. No, you can not. A cup as of much tea of or a shared one. In the... <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Like, so
0: obviously, um. Yeah, me and my partner like playing Resident Evil together, and like swapping between the controller. Um, mm. Or like we were playing um, Little Nightmares, and like when one person died, we like pass it over um, and things like that. Like I kind, but I like that element of it, like the kind of like um, sharing element of it. In again i quite like the that social side
1: of it um, i think as as they get cheaper these headsets and uh, you'll you'll be able to all have a headset and and play you know see so we'll be able to meet up um mm. and just just have a game or something or just have a chat you know have a mm-hmm. have a virtual mm-hmm. coffee somewhere and yeah. um, so i think i think that it will it will be um, something that that develops whether it will quite become the the phenomena that um old zuckers mm. thinks it will i don't know really
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is a joke to me <laughs> the <laughs> facebook thing is a joke to me have but... you
0: seen the um the Iceland like spoof video of that where they're like just doing a, like have you seen that
2: no i haven't
0: uh, i'll have to find it put it in the show notes for everybody mm. to enjoy but it's like a spoof of um the video and it's like going around iceland and being like have you considered real ice and like for doing an advert for reality <laughs> which is quite funny so i have to find that and send it uh,
2: yeah send that to me i just got yeah. back from iceland so i'd oh, love wow. to see that That's actually really cool. yeah i'll
0: oh, <laughs> well, find awesome. it and send it across but, yeah. but it is
1: the first thing you do so we're, we're going away shortly uh taking my parents away just for a few days um and of course the first thing i did was put the headset on and um get wanderer which which is like a little vr it's basically mm. using google maps but with a headset mm. um and the first thing you do is is look to see where you're staying you know you, you go through that and like, oh that's where we're staying mm. oh, okay interesting that's, <laughs> that's you it know what, you know? the,
0: you've, you've got to do the biking thing i found it where you can like go on your, mm. your you can go on your stationary like you know like um, studio bike. bike yeah but then you can put the headset on and there's like mm. apps where like it can sense how sort of fast you're going because you put the Hand, like the things on the bike and it kind of knows and it it basically google maps takes you through but a bit higher depth than that takes you through anywhere you want to cycle so like you could be cycling yeah. through like switzerland or something and that's cool i mean i and
2: think that's, that's really that's cool, cool. That's what... i mean imagine like a, how useful that is to someone that's disabled and can't yeah. like yeah. you know yeah. hop on yeah. a bike or experience exactly, that
0: yeah. i think that is really cool and like that's something i would love to love to more being put into because at the minute it's kind of like a um subscription thing but the idea of like you know the more that people do that the more accessible it becomes because the other it'll be you know you know if you could just pay one off things or things like that or like I think as well like what you just said like mobility aids don't always just have to be like sort of ugly medical plastic looking things they can be stuff like that which is like yeah giving you like quality of life with you know some like a headset allows you to like, yeah, explore the world in a way you might not be able to otherwise. That's really cool.
1: I think for older people, it could be a real revelation. Yeah. I, You know, I, I do feel that it's an area that I suppose as as the generation gets older, that's more familiar with technology, then there'll be older people will be less scared of it. I can't imagine. Mind you, my mum and dad um, did have a go. Um, so they, I mean, they're in their 80s, so they they had a go. But like, if you go into an old folks' home, I'm not sure how they would um handle a headset, but I think there's yeah, but you know, <laughs> le- you know, re- going back to their old place where they used to live or um, mm-hmm. going into town or something and uh, you know, wow. experiencing yeah, some of the things really that they've cool. not done. Mm. Mm-hmm. So
0: apparently, that is like a kind of therapy is really good because someone I know that did their um they went to like a particular place where like yeah the whole the point of the therapy was more to immerse yourself because it doesn't get better. There's no point in trying to like you know necessarily try and like remind people that it's 2022 or the time. Do you know what I mean? So it's like instead, it was just like letting them enjoy their day. Um, you know, you're saying about people still seeing the blocks afterwards in Tetris even if they have like the even if they have like dementia or Alzheimer's, it's like um sometimes you don't remember what happened the day before, but you remember feeling good or bad. So doing stuff like that, if you're able to, you know, use VR to make people remember having a good day, even if they don't necessarily remember what it was, mm. I mean that's a really cool use of technology, right?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think the the other thing I, I would say, you know, going back to the the JW thing, I'd, it'd be interesting if anybody, any of any of our listeners has experienced the you know experienced that as being a really important part of their recovery you know it i mean in a way you've talked about it a bit Jerm but you know um, it, i guess it could be a single thread that that people can hang on to um, and discover themselves uh, mm-hmm. after leaving a any sort of high control group or difficult relationship and and so on it it, like anything could be you know it it could be sports or it could be a hobby or it could be Mm -hmm. education or something like that but something that is different and it just allows them to uh you know to forget their troubles and uh, and get on with something else be interesting to hear other people's stories about it really
2: yeah yeah absolutely and and it's you know not even just X cold stuff i've had great yeah. experiences with this stuff from like um i, I remember having a breakup and just f- losing myself to stardew valley stardew valley mm-hmm. is the only thing that got me through that breakup just pretending What's i'm that? a farmer for Forever. two months and you know building a beautiful farm and making lots of money that's all that got <laughs> me through it i had um mm-hmm. i went through a death recently. I didn't no. go through the death, but, you know, yeah, a grieving sure. period from someone's death. Sure. And I was beside myself. I couldn't leave the house. I couldn't leave the couch. I played Red Dead Redemption mm-hmm. for the two months again. And that's, you know, I, I went outside in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. I was Arthur Morgan. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. gunslinger and thief. And, <laughs> you know, that's what got me through it. So mm-hmm. it's really great for so many things. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're they're also finding ways of using video games to uh, pre-diagnose things, like the way a person plays a video game or how they um,
0: behave
2: or the types of characters they choose to be to identify um, things like bipolar disorder or, you know, even psychopathy. Uh, Yeah you know it's a cool tool with a lot to learn from and i'm kind of excited to see a less stigma about it less less yeah, people saying like this so. is such a waste of time
0: mm-hmm. i think that i think we're starting to see a bit of a shift now so. people are starting to take yeah. take it more seriously in like an actual medium it's like you know of, rather than just like yeah that, that waste of time thing <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's it was even considered as a is worse than a waste of time. I mean, the like papers. But I, yeah. yeah, I remember. You know, when video games first um, sort of came on the scene, there was a lot of concern about violent games, and that people mm, would then mm-hmm. go and reenact them outside mm-hmm. of the games and. You know all sorts of. I mean, again, the Watchtower was was full of things like that. You know, violent video games. Mm. Yeah, um,
2: that's that's been a big topic of discussion here. Where you know, yeah. I live in the land of mass shootings, and mm. yeah. every time something like that happens, it's like dangerous video, violent video games. Grand Theft Auto. You know, I yeah. I lived mm-hmm. I lived in the area that Columbine High School shooting happened, and it was mm-hmm. like everyone was burning Grand Theft Auto discs at
0: mm-hmm. the
2: time when when if anything i in my opinion like games like that would serve to prevent something like that if they were playing those games because they can get those kind of unhealthy feelings out it's an outlet mm-hmm. for unhealthy feelings like that rather than actually going out i mean mm-hmm. i have nothing to back that up but that's my opinion on that well there's yeah
0: describe it as like catharsis and like why do people yes like, like horrors and things like that mm-hmm. you know um like body horror or things like that you know why do people like it and it I think often when I was reading stuff for that for film related stuff at uni it was yeah the catharsis argument generally
1: yeah and there's always been every single technology um there's always you know, a, a sort of panic, a, a, a oh, social was panic. like
0: saying, "Like everyone's necks are going to be ruined because of smartphones." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, we never looked down before. <laughs> no. We never spent prolonged periods it's looking down. Mad, it? Yeah. Like, maybe they hated <laughs> books before that as well. Then you know, they like,
2: did. They did. Yeah. I were, yeah. yeah, there was a lot it of fear mongering about books.
1: You're imagining things in their mind. Yeah. Stop them now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it, it's it's always the case, and and. Um, later on obviously after the research is done it's it's uh, so far i mean i'm not saying there's it's beyond um the a possibility but so far these these games and videos and movies and so on there's no evidence that they actually do lead and there's been plenty of research done um there's no evidence that they do actually you know cause people to go and reenact these things as you say it could be that um, that it it allows an outlet, just like playing football or um, boxing or something like that, can be uh, actually quite useful. So yeah, it's 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 true, and um, I think as they become more mainstream, then yeah, I think that's that's it's going to happen, and they'll be used for other things. As you say, they'll be used for work, the workplace. Um, I, it's an area that I'm interested in, doing, like training within a virtual reality world so you can actually get people together and do a training session and then uh yeah save a lot of money on um, getting to places Mm -hmm. so yeah i think i think there's a lot of exciting things to come
2: yeah and they're they're also developing a lot on just the gamification of um you know things like training like you said that's what Mm -hmm. brought that to mind gamifying training or gamifying um trying to build habits or exercising um there's Mm -hmm. lots of apps just for like you know you you did 10 push-ups today you got this much experience points you're gonna level Mm -hmm. up you're gonna go fight a boss i use an app called habitica which Mm -hmm. is a gamified to-do list app so you know Mm -hmm. i get experience points for checking things off my to-do list and you Mm -hmm. know these kind of feedback loops really Mm -hmm. do actually help and have a good purpose
0: i know um like um, uh someone i know has like um adhd and they like oh it's really helpful <laughs> to like gamify things like it just um it's a way of like getting yeah because it it puts it up front of mind because like things disappear if they're not in like immediate view or like obvious um sort of like it... until it's like hab- habitual so these like sort of gamified ways of doing it help create that situation because yeah you've got your little phone reminding you and making it fun as well <laughs>
2: Right, especially in an age I think where we're moving more toward like working at home, and you don't have a lot of like external pressure to keep you focused on your job, you you have to mm-hmm. self motivate. Um, I think that could be, that's been very helpful for me as I've started working more at home. I can't, you know, I can't do it without a boss breathing down my shoulder, um, <laughs> but I can if I have like you know a reward system built up for myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. It's it's good. I think it, I think it works out pretty well.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. We've always done that to a
1: degree. I mean, a, a, a task list that you tick off, essentially, mm-hmm. is the same sort of idea, isn't it? I mean, I get enormous pleasure ticking off. Um, yeah, yeah. I
0: got, <laughs> <I've> got <laughs> my. I have my, my. I bought a specific ticking off sheet like <laughs> right? that I have and it's great
2: it's so yeah. satisfying Or like mm-hmm. that you know you're right we did like the, I remember when I was a little kid my mom would have like the chore chart and you'd get gold stars mm-hmm. if you did your yeah. homework and, That's right. and mm-hmm. it's like yes so it's a yes. gold sticker I don't know why I cared but it was very satisfying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely it, it
1: this this is it plays into our our natural human instincts doesn't it mm-hmm. so yeah not surprising really
0: mm-hmm.
1: cool well nice. um have we covered all the games we want to cover? There's nothing. Is there anything else that we we haven't? Um,
0: I think there's always going to about. be more games, but I think mm. we've done pretty good for for today, is what I would say. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've
1: I've enjoyed talking about games. I mean, I haven't even talked about the old Atari console that we used to have,
2: which um,
1: <laughs> oh. I should think not many of our listeners will remember that.
2: I had yeah. one. Yeah, did you? Yeah, we had one, and my parents six. played it. Mm. They don't play Combat. games anymore, but yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. combat and uh, breakout. do you remember that mm. that was great I really yeah. really enjoy that anyway that's just this is just me reminiscing, reminiscing now Yeah. Um, now that well, I know I that
2: you guys play Civilization I'm going to have to arrange a game Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have to, Pit boss I'll it. be the cultural <laughs> looks like you're going to declare a war on me yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to be making money <laughs> he's the money merchant I'm the, <laughs> I'm the, the war yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have. I've got Paper, paper mills everywhere, all that money rolling in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nice. Cool. Well, awesome. thank you very much uh, mm-hmm. for a very interesting and fun mm-hmm. evening. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Thank um, you. Thanks, Jim, for joining us again. Uh-huh. It was great. Thank you
0: so
2: much for having me again. I'd love to
1: be nice here.
0: One. Awesome. Um, great.
1: And uh, we'll have to think about something else to, to get you on the show for. Yeah. Um, awesome. It's always yeah. good to talk to you.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> what are you up to these days? Is there anything you want to tell us about?
2: No, 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 not much to report. I've just been very busy. IRL mm-hmm. just got back from uh, from a trip to Iceland, mm-hmm. and I also just moved across the country, and mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get back into a regular life again and yeah. start, you know. I'm getting Did close. Did you get to see inside. the
1: Northern Lights? Um,
2: when you were... No, I, this is actually the second time I've been to Iceland, mm. and I've okay. never seen the Northern oh. Lights. It's,
0: it's hard, bummer. isn't it? It's like, yeah. Oh, I really want to cool. see that it's that
2: shiny pokemon that i'm never going to get
0: (laughs) one day i'll I'll find (laughs) one one on
2: my headset and
1: do it virtually yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. nice one cool thank you very much well thank you everybody for listening don't forget to uh to like and subscribe press that plus button um yeah leave a review we we keep saying how important that is and it It Mm -hmm. really really is on the podcast
0: It, it gets people to see us um, so yeah really important leave us a review please <laughs> so
1: thank you for those that have as well so we so people have done that we do so see we it really yeah do thank you it. yeah thank you cool
0: thank you very much bye bye bye
2: okay.
0: <laughs> what should i think about is an evil sheep production